Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. That's right, my friends. We are back. Stephanie, how are you doing this week? I'm doing okay. You're doing okay. I'm doing a little bit better than okay. Yep. Actually, a lot better than okay. You usually are. (laughs) In fact, I've never been better, and it gets better every single day. Yeah, probably because people in this house let you wake up on your own. But, you (laughs) Are you holding a little bit of a bitterness grudge there? I'm not holding it. I'm just mentioning it. Okay. What was I supposed to do? Tell me. How Trust that I had myself under control. So since you brought it up, here's the deal. It, we record, we're scheduled to record uh, this podcast at 1 p.m. Eastern time live on Facebook and at 12, what time did I send you the text? I don't know. I didn't get it because <laughs> you were sleeping. sleeping. So hold on. I'm going to go over here and I can just look right here. Well, you can look. That's fine. Um, that would be- 1240. Actually, no, 1225. So at 1225, I said, hey, are we going to be okay to go live at 1 p.m.? And I was just curious just to see what the plans were because sometimes we do actually start a little bit late. And at, so I sent that to you at 1225. I never heard anything back. And so, you know, it's like because not a big deal. I was napping. <laughs> and so I, I decided to go upstairs at 1245, 15 minutes before we're scheduled to go live, which if we don't go live at 1 p.m. Eastern time, it's not the end of the world. Um, life does go on without Cliff yes. and Stephanie here exactly at a specific moment in time. But I just, I was just wondering. And so I, I go upstairs at 1245 and you're like under covers, like face mask on so that no sunlight comes well, in. I mean, have you looked outside at how bright it is? I know. It's beautiful outside. <laughs> So, so I'm like, okay, 1245. And I mean, you were not just sleeping. You were in a very, I'm like, Steph, Steph. And you're like, N- nothing. And, and then finally I just let, like my hand on your shoulder or your arm. And, and then all of a sudden I get the jolt and then I'm not so happy. Stephanie <laughs> responds. Yay. Here's the deal. How long, how long have you known me? Uh, a couple years now. So, yeah. A couple years now. <laughs> and... It should not surprise you that I was not pleasant when interrupted, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I had given myself, I had set my timer to give my, um, it was going to go off at 1253. That's seven minutes to get up, put my shoes on, make something warm to drink because it's usually cold down here. And be down here at one o'clock. Now, the th- the, now a couple things. One thing I would love to. I I have no problem with you taking naps all the way up until twelve fifty nine if that's what you want to do. I would love to to politely inquire if it would be possible that if you're going to take a nap right before the show to say hey send me a text and say hey I'm taking a nap just so you know I've set a timer. Not a big deal. I would I would let it go, and I, it's not a, the only reason. And, and I would have probably been okay. Not and said, "Hey, she needs a nap. That she needs a nap. I'll just go on with my day." And and if we record later, we record later. But the only reason I'm thinking is like, "Hey, I talked to you this morning, and I, mm-hmm. I asked you this morning, are we on for family from the heart today?" You said yes, 
And the other thing, what? I don't remember that conversation. We had that but conversation. But okay, it's on my calendar. Okay. For one o'clock every day. And, and But the other thing is... is Every Wednesday. A couple, about a couple months ago when we decided uh, when the kids went back to school, we're getting ready to fire up Family from the Heart on a weekly basis again because uh, we take the summers off. You said, and I asked you, hey, do you want to do this live? You said, yes, but make sure that I know ahead, you know, as long as I know ahead of time, I want to make sure that I'm presentable. And so you decided the last several... No, no, that has nothing to do with firing this back up again. That has everything to do with you wanted to start making these live. That's what I meant. Okay. Yeah, firing things up, but I wanted to be on Facebook Live. And so every week for the past several weeks, you've taken like the 20 or 30 minutes before we come down, you come down here... You've been in the bathroom, you know, getting ready and putting on special clothes and all this other stuff so that you're and and so it's understandable that I might be like, hey, it's 15 minutes and no, I expected um, you to be in the bathroom putting makeup or whatever that you wanted to do to be ready for Facebook Live and you're like, you're sleeping with the, you got the eye mask on. It's like it was bright in our bedroom. Someone won't let me buy blackout <laughs> curtains. So the face mask works. Um, I was cold, so I covered up my entire body. But um, no, I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning with a really, really bad headache. Okay. And it just kind of was wearing on me. Yeah. And um, so I just laid down. Okay. And, and so, <laughs> I, all I didn't know I needed I, to check in with you, Daddy. You, did, but no, I will you don't need time. to check. It's like, but I just didn't understand why, why there was so much. I, I would use the word hostility toward me. <laughs> I don't know why you act like you don't know why there's so much hostility when you wake me up. <laughs> 15 minutes before we're scheduled to go live. When I Fair I, enough. You win. No, Whatever. I don't want to anyway. I love you. I love you too. So <laughs> we have determined that we do not have any predetermined uh-oh. Right, we don't. We have no predetermined stories or topics, but to fill in for those who did not see on Facebook, last week we were talking about something that had happened to one of our daughters. Oh, we yes. We didn't share, yada, yada, yada. Um, that thing was, um, if you didn't see on Facebook this week, Megan was accepted to Western Kentucky University, and um, she's super excited, and that's all. I just wanted to fill in. For those who don't follow me on Facebook and didn't see that, that's what... Why are they not following you on Facebook? Because they're smart. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook.com slash Stephanie Ravenscraft. Yeah. With a PH. Yes. There you go. So but anyway, problem solved. Problem solved. But yeah, that was, that's cool. Uh, so yes, Megan was accepted uh, for, for Western and that means she doesn't have to take ACTs anymore. Um, we have one more scheduled at... Um, for the end of the month. And what would going for okay. that again after she's already been accepted at her desired school of choice? Because her desired school of choice offers bracketed um, scholarships. So if your ACT is this high and your GPA is this high, we offer you this amount in a scholarship automatically. Really? So she's trying Regardless to get... Regardless of parent income. Yes. So she's trying to get her ACT... To reach that she's... Megan... Does um, she have the GPA there? Her GPA is fantastic, okay. yes. Um, it really is this stupid ACT score, which don't get me started on standardized testing because that will just... Well, don't get me started on higher education be, altogether. I know. But and, and fair enough. You know, uh, whatever. But um, 
But no, I think standardized testing is stupid. And um, the ACT isn't a traditional standardized test. And so gotcha. it depends on where you're taking it and who's giving it. And there, there are so many other factors rather than just a standardized test. And it's stupid. Okay. No argument from me right. on the stupidity of anything. But the last to all time, the last stuff. time she took it, um, they were doing construction on the roof of the school. Okay, and she was highly distracted. I mean, they they were like jackhammering and, and stuff um, on the roof, and she couldn't she couldn't focus at all. And it her score actually went down from what it was. But gotcha. anyway, yeah. Well, are there any other topics that we haven't gone to see any movies together as a family, anything like that, right? Right. But uh, we always have as a backup our our random question generator. And we did say last week that we had some questions predetermined that we would discuss. We even mentioned real quickly at the end of last week's episode what those questions were. And so I guess we're going to start off by answering some of these questions from our random question generator. Perfect. All right. So, Stephanie, the first question is, what's something that you have done that has surprised even you? Hmm. So, I think that, I think that my answer for that would be um, going to the Captivating Retreat um, in 2012. And um, that was actually Sarah's idea for us to go together. And um, you and I talked about it and and agreed that, you know, we could make the, the finance because finances were way different in 2012 and or at the end of 2011 when, you know, I was looking at this and um, and uh, and so. So we agreed and, you know, we bought my ticket or paid or whatever it was, you know, however that worked out. But then um, Sarah's schedule changed and she couldn't go. So now I'm committed to going to something that wasn't necessary. I'm excited about, but wasn't my idea. And I've never traveled that far away on my own. Um, I had never flown by myself before. And, um, and so that was a big deal for me that just going on that trip by myself was a big deal for me. And, um, I remember being in whatever airport I had my layover in, which I don't remember where I was, but I remember, you know, walking through that, that airport and getting to my connection flight thinking, I can't believe I'm doing this by myself. Like. So I think that that's, and that, that was a life changing weekend for me right? in more ways than just being brave enough to do it by myself. Awesome. There you have it. Cool. Uh, my response to the question of something that I've done that has surprised even me is making our two week family European vacation a reality. Because that was something that had been a dream of ours to travel, you know, around different parts of the world, specifically outside of the United States, with our entire family of five. And, 
we had actually at one point, I don't know how many people have been following this long, but we've, we shared it many, many years ago. There was one point in time when we were considering homeschooling all three of our kids, selling everything that we owned and operating my business as, you know, in our, and ha- living a lifestyle of a nomadic family, you know, basically go- spending a, a year or two uh, living in all sorts of different places around the world. <laughs> Um, I'm actually kind of happy that we ended up uh, nixing that idea. Yeah, personally, but the the fact that we actually did go and spend two weeks a couple years ago and visited five countries in two weeks, and the just all the logistics of what it took to to put that together, um, from the vision of the places that we wanted to go. And then making the decision of of flying into one country, which was Scotland, and then booking a flight out uh, of another country, out of um, Amsterdam in the Netherlands, and then saying, "Okay, now we have our we have we have tickets. <laughs> we're we're going to land in Scotland on this day, and in, within two weeks we have to be in the Netherlands. Now, how now, do we do that? Now, how how do we do that and hit all the other major places that we've decided as a family that we want to attend or to to visit, and just how that all came together, and that we did it on the budget. I think we spent we was it twenty thousand dollars that we had to I think spend. So we had a total of twenty thousand dollars for two weeks for all five of us to to do everything. And that we handled all of that on a cash budget and had the most incredible experiences. That that to me that surprised even me. And, and and what I love about it is the fact that like we we took trains everywhere we and, did. and and I mean it's like day, just day by day we said okay what are we doing today or what are we doing tomorrow and and we did not have everything planned out ahead of time like. We knew that we wanted to, I knew that I wanted to visit, visit Stonehenge, but we did not arrange for a, to, our, to purchase our tour for Stonehenge until we were in until London. We were, right. You know, and we kind of, everything was just kind of playing it by ear because we wanted the flexibility, but everything, the only thing that we did ahead of time was I purchased our tickets for Disney, for Disneyland Paris. Yes prior to leaving and also i i did reserve the places that we would stay via airbnb prior to leaving but everything else was kind of you know right playing it by ear but and and that surprised me that it all work with curveballs and stuff like that yeah we did but um so it's funny that you bring that up because monday night i am um Sitting on the couch, I'm drinking a cup of tea before I, you know, just to kind of like calm down before I head to bed for the evening. It is probably 10.15, maybe 10.30. You have been in bed for hours. And McKenna comes downstairs in tears, stressed out because she has this outline for a paper that she has to write for. When is this? It was Monday about? night. Okay. Okay. Um, she comes downstairs. She is in tears over this paper that she has to write. For Well, it was she had to have the outline um, was due Tuesday for a paper for um, language arts, English, whatever. Um, on And the subject was 
cultural differences or that's not what it was but that's the gist I don't remember what anyway and so she's like she's like I live in my small little box I don't have any I don't have anything to compare it to she's telling us she's telling me the example that you know her teacher gave them um in class on on how to do and um I said well you had you could write about you know your your trip to Europe I guarantee you none of your friends in class have been there and um we sat down for the next hour and a half and that kid wrote out day by day for 14 days where we were and what we did awesome so that she could then and then she and she was going to go to and the assignment was for like a day like you had to pick one day that was some kind of you know that you could compare whatever and um and she's like, I can't do just a day. I wonder if she'll let me write this whole trip. If she won't let me write the whole trip, will she write, let me write like one place? And but we we started and we landed in Scotland, and the taxi driver and his accent and he was cute and like what she remembers this. And so we we started there and and day, what did we do that day? We took a fat nap. <laughs> We took a fat nap. We had, I mean, like she's writing down. We had to wait to get into our Airbnb. The um, it, we had fish and chips. The, she did. Hold on, hold on. So we had to wait to get into our Airbnb, um, because the cleaning lady was still there. She let us in early. The place smelt bad because of the restaurant downstairs. We took a fat nap. Um, we ate super killer fish and chips from that same restaurant downstairs <laughs> um those were her descriptive words. they were super killer fish and chips nice they were um, actually really good they were and then we, we walked to um the edinburgh castle and um we had ice cream with they put something in it that's something that they do but she couldn't remember what that was called but she remembered that they stuck something in it and um every day deep detail by detail what we did on that trip it took it it took us about an hour and a half that's awesome did yeah. she, is that a written paper not yet okay cool well that when was she's, that was the outline <laughs> that was the outline i love it i would love to see, i would love to read that paper when she's done with it all right i would i would definitely love that that's awesome let, you have to let her know so it was funny that that's your thing because i just spent you know reliving it reliving it then the other night that's awesome all right so the next question is whom do you most admire and why it's your turn to go first all right i'll go first i would say well there's a lot of people that i admire but i would say if there's one person that i think if i you know this whole the most deal i'd say it's probably dan miller he's he's the one person i would say that i admire the most and i think there are a couple things. Number one, I, I think he is a wonderful example of a husband. And, and you know, I aspire to be a husband like Dan Miller, uh, you know, who is passionately in love with his wife after more than 48 years together. And he cherishes her the way that he speaks about her publicly, the way that he includes her in his business, but doesn't expect her to be like in like like work in the business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I love all of that. I, I just love his example of, of a marriage. I love his example of a, of a business. I love that where he is in business, he still doesn't have a, 
he's he still hasn't got to this place where a lot of people think that you know the only way that you can consider yourself a successful entrepreneur is if you've created a business that you where you have an exit plan you know that i don't see dan miller in 48 days his business i do not see dan miller creating a quote unquote exit plan he has established for himself a personal brand business uh, without having the baggage of tons of employees that he has to manage. Uh, he has a team, but most of that team is contracted workers and stuff like that. He operates his business, um, you know, not a whole, I, I've, a lot of how I operate my business is modeled after Dan. In fact, the fact that we're doing these next level workshops. So just the way that he's innovated and done things and implemented things, I'm always inspired by him. Whenever I get, you know, in the early days of this business, when I would be kind of uh, filled with anxiety or worry and doubt, self-doubt and all that stuff, it never failed that whenever a new episode of his audio podcast would come out, I would be filled with hope and and courage and, and inspired ideas of different things and just motivated again. So I, I would say that for me, all the way back to the very beginning of this journey of of doing work that I love, pursuing a career doing work that I love, Dan Miller has been my greatest source of of inspiration and encouragement over the years. So, yeah, that's who I admire the most. Very good. I knew I shouldn't have gone after you. <laughs> Although I know who mine is. I just don't know. I, I don't know if it will come out as eloquently. As yours did. It doesn't have to. I know. Whom do you admire most and why? My dad. And I don't think I can tell you why. Um, I admire my dad the most because he taught me by example what it means to be real um a hard-working person um my dad doesn't know the word quit um I, I, I there there's a whole list there's a whole list and I should have written them down I really should have um because now that I'm sitting here I'm like overcome with emotion and I can't I, I can't get them all out. Okay. Yeah. I can't. All right. Yeah. He taught me to stand up for who I am and what I believe, no matter what, even if it means going eight months without talking to him, <laughs> which I've done. Um, and... And, and like, okay, we, I have, um, yeah, six children and has worked tirelessly to make sure that we were always provided for. Um, there were a lot of things as a teenager that I resented that once I had adult eyes, I was impressed by. And, there there just aren't there just really aren't enough words to describe 
who he is as a man to me. It was my first safe place. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to go so I can continue this show. All right. He's an, he's an amazing man. And one thing I, I recognize number one, everybody in our hometown, which is, (laughs) is, is, it's not a small hometown. We do not live in a small hometown. No, we don't. But everybody within a, a two or three county radius of our home, uh, Knows him. Knows him. Yes. And they don't just know him, but they have great respect for him. And 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 so that he, he is an incredible guy. Awesome. All right. Ready for the third question? Yeah. All right. If you could be any age for the rest of your life, what age would you choose and why? Why and why? It's the and why that gets you every time. What? It's oh, the, it's the and why. It's the okay. and why that gets you every time. Okay, so first of all, if you could be any age for the rest of your life, how old would you be? 39. Okay, that's where you are right now, that's right? That's where I am right now. And it has nothing to do with getting older. I just really like who I am right now. Yeah? Um, I wouldn't be who I am right now had it not been for the challenges and the um, obstacles and the lessons that I've learned to get here. Um, I wouldn't be who I am right now if it wasn't for the relationships that have come and gone along the way. Um, I I would be 39. All right. So, so let me ask you this. If you had the option to be 39 and not continue to age... What does that, first of all, what a crazy question in the first place. I, I, didn't we just cover this a couple yeah, weeks? I'm we perfectly fine getting older. Yeah. Well, the thing, the thing is, is, I mean, does not getting age, does that mean that you stop experiencing things? Because obviously as we, th- there is no such thing as being a certain age. Right. I, I think it's a ridiculous question first and foremost, but I love your answer. Uh, because the thing for me, I would say my favorite, I would rephrase it. What has been your, what, what has been your favorite age that you've ever been and why that I think that's a more appropriate question. Cause it's, it's closer okay. to reality. Right. Like there might, some people might say, gosh, when I was 23, that was a great year. <laughs> exactly. It's like, man, if I could, if I could, if I could just always be 23 and have the entered the physical energy I had, I don't know. But anyway, I agree with you. Um, this is this year. How old am I? I'm 44, right? You are 44. So at age 44, I feel like I am the best version of myself that I've ever been before. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are different elements of things that that shined in, in certain ages in the past. Uh, but but I agree with I am who I am today. And and I love myself and accept myself more as myself fully today than I ever have in the past. And I think that that's only going to continue to improve. And so I, 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 I'm, I'm looking forward to being 45. And I, and I know that if I make it to, to 54 and 64, I, I have a firm faith and, and belief that at those ages, I will be even more satisfied with who I've become and what I've been able to accomplish and do and and contribute to this world so i don't think there's any any desire in my heart to stop myself from the aging process no agreed 
There's a. There's a what? Um, question in the chat, but I can't quite see. So it there are a couple questions. We'll 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 address them real quickly. So okay. first of all, Kurt Stone asked a question a while ago. What what is this random question generator? Uh, this is a piece of software that a friend of ours, Dan Faulkner. Uh, made for us, uh, gosh, a couple years ago or maybe a year ago. I think, yeah. About a year ago. And it's not something that's open to the public, although if you email me, I can put you in contact with him uh, and and um, he could potentially create a version of this for you, which I know is possible. But our what we're actually seeing is not available to the public. It's a, it's a, it's a web-based random question generator that... that that we've had created for us yes because sometimes we don't have a very awesome list of things well, that sometimes we have the to week share. looks exactly as it did the week before. Well, it doesn't look that way but but you know this audience can only handle so many episodes of the cliff ravenscraft show right <laughs> what okay because i would be talking about business stuff i know and and because there's a lot of new things that have happened this past week in the business side of things but it it's not necessarily i think appropriate for this particular podcast it's not all right so that's the answer to that question um and let's see here christopher vall says i love listening in maybe quite crazy question cliff no headphones did you go to an earpiece i actually am wearing iems in ear monitors you can find the exact pair that i'm using and the wireless system that i have at podcastanswerman.com/iem in-ear monitor there are a lot of cheaper alternatives out there i originally purchased a cheaper pair and if i walked more than three feet away from the transmitter i had tons of static in my ear and there's no way i could handle that um, i am wearing this pair that i'm wearing right now i also have a wireless transmitter microphone uh, a wireless mic that i use and um, i went out to check the mail which is, I mean, we have a pretty big house. And so I went all the way out of the house and checked the mail and I could both hear myself. I, I could talk into the wireless mic that I use and hear myself that far out. And, That's cool. And it was, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm using in-ear monitors. Did right I here. tell you, did I tell you um, when Sarah picked me up for our weekend away that um, she pulled in, she's like, what's wrong with your mailbox? <laughs> like, <laughs> she just noticed that. Nothing. He installed it that way. <laughs> You know, we we could probably have that fixed, but but at this point, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a feature, not a flaw. No, it's still a flaw. <laughs> I'm waiting for a good I'm waiting for a good ice storm when the county takes it out. Uh, let's see here, and then Silvano says, "What did both of you wanted to do as careers when you were kids?" I wanted to be a high school math teacher. Okay, and a mom. I got the mom part. You got the mom part. And you wanted to be a high school math teacher. I did. Do you still want to do that? Um, no. No? Nope. Okay. That what? would require me to be up and pleasant at a very ungodly hour for me. Gotcha. Uh, for me, I don't know that I really ever gave it much thought when I was a kid. Yeah, I, I was asked that all the time and, and I... I don't know that I had any big ambitions at the time. Well, as a kid, I take that as as a teenager. Okay. I didn't fall in love with math until I was like a freshman in high school. But yeah. that was a kid. So. I, I, I can tell you this. I always loved communication. I When I was a kid, I had my mom. I think I was about eight years old. My mom bought this rea- realistic Radio Shack TRS something 
not not a TR. No, it wasn't a TRS. It was something, but it was a realistic Radio Shack CB or Citizens Band Radio, CB Radio base station. So a CB radio, and it was it was about um, twelve inches wide, about two and a half, three inches high, and maybe eight inches deep. And it had this long antenna that you would put outside. It had a magnetic antenna so you could put it on top of your car. So it was able to go in your car and be mobile as most CBs would be. But it also could be used as a base station inside your home. And um, I remember when my I don't know why my mom bought that. But she and my Aunt Joyce used to talk to truck drivers and stuff like that. So I but I got it and I started using it to connect with other people and broadcasting and um, I just loved communicating with people in this way. And I also did something you're not allowed to do, which I used to broadcast longer than uh, legally uh, allowed by law. But I used to broadcast my own quote unquote CB radio show. And I had listeners from all over the uh, Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area, all the way over. In, I had people over in Price Hill that would tune in and listen in and and I would take their questions. And so all the way back then, I was I was this person. And so I don't think that I ever had, I, I never had a dream of being like a radio dish jockey or anything like that or being on the radio. But there's always been something that has something to do with me communicating to an audience and then growing a community around that. That's always been a part of who I am. Um, and then uh, I would say when I, when I went to college initially, I did the whole thing that you, everybody's brainwashed to do, which is, I, I thought I was going to be a school teacher as well. Um, so I take offense to that because I was not brainwashed. I was, I had a teacher who changed my life. Well, that's it. And I wanted to change that's, a life. And, and I had the same thing. How was that brainwashed? Uh, I don't know. I, I take it back. You should. Cause that's mean. <laughs> I but but okay, this is this is what I mean. Brainwash was the wrong thing. I had a very limited. I had a very limited amount of resource of options before me. When it came to career paths, there was up to that point there was doctor, lawyer, which neither one of those for me. Um, there was firefighter police officer i mean just you know the only things you really think of as careers and then there was factory worker that didn't seem appealing to me at all there was the corporate you know banker people that none of that appealed to me um so but then i in high school i i had a teacher mr stillman that that did the most amazing job of capturing my mind and and uh, gave me an appreciation for history and so i'm like Okay, there's that. And then um, I also had an appreciation for theater because my dad and my mom used to take us to all the Broadway plays that came to Cincinnati. And so uh, when I went to college, I was a history major and a theater minor. Uh, And the thing that the interesting thing is, is I actually enjoyed the theater stuff more than I did the history and it was more because, and, and it ties into who I am today. And it, it's funny how you're all the, before an audience. I, I I'm in front of an audience and I'm performing. I love to perform, and so it's interesting how that's all worked out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just, just, I'm still stuck on your brainwash. Anyway, um, 
Go ahead and say so, what you're going to say. And I want to come back to that again. And but clear, no, I said that, that I had a teacher who, um, who changed my life and, and, um, I wanted to change a life. I am in a direct role that God has called me to be in changing the lives of teenagers. You are. I'm just not paid by the board of education. And I don't have I don't have to stay awake when I get up at that ungodly hour. Yeah, let me let me go back to that statement because I do agree and I appreciate your objection to my use of the brainwashing. Um, I do believe that many of us are brainwashed in high school and through the educational system that the only responsible path is to go to college and get one of those jobs that are required by your degree. I think that is a that that is something that people are brainwashed. And that I, I that I agree with. I, I agree that the minute you step foot in high school, especially now, especially now, it is all every step you take from that first step through the door. Yep. Is leading you towards one path and one path only. And when I say that I was brainwashed into the thing, what I mean is that when I went to high school, all of a sudden, all four years is like, you're going to go to college. What are you going to be? What are you going to focus on? What's your major going to be? And I had to come up with a major. And and so by the time I enrolled in college, they ask you, what is your major? I'm like, oh, 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 I'm going to be a history teacher because that was the most influential person in my life at the time. It was the it was the greatest representation of somebody who did something that appealed to me. Does that make sense? So that's that's where the statement came from. But I do I do appreciate your pushback on it. I think it was the inappropriate way to say what I was saying. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. All righty. Uh, let's see here. And then the final question that's that we had told people that we would cover. We we still I still have the random question generator in front of us if we have more time. Okay. But the fourth question is: In what area of your life are you immature? Am I going first? Yep. In what area of my life am I immature? <laughs> Whichever one I want to be. <laughs> um, did, didn't I just share it last week? I, I own myself. And, you know, I don't always react properly or um, sometimes I want to throw a tantrum. And, you know, is is that where we're going with this? I, mean, I don't know. We could, hey, it's our show. It's our show. We can we take could it go, wherever we want. We could go wherever um, we want with this. I mean, I think, okay, so when you first read that, that um, when you first read that question to me, I think my first response answer, answer in my mind was, um, was, um, hmm. I'm sorry, it's not coming together. It's it's in here, and I know what I want to say, but the it was it's um like my my um mental view on dealing with my siblings, I think is probably that that was my first thought. Okay. Okay. Um. And. Not not all of them as a whole, but some of them. 
I don't think I've ever, I don't think that even as a 39 year old woman, I want to deal with them any differently than I did when I was 13. Right. And that was chase them around and beat them up. (laughs) So I think that, that there are, there are some, um, yeah, that, that was my first thought. So clearly Stephanie's not perfect, which Stephanie will tell you all on her own. Um, will she tell you about herself in the third person though? Sometimes. <laughs> nice. I love that. Only when necessary. Yeah. Um, Cliff would do that as well. I know. <laughs> Cliff does that more than Stephanie does. <laughs> anyway, but, but my honesty would be wherever I want to be. I mean, there are times when we're all are immature. I think overall I'm a rather mature person, but that doesn't mean that I have it all together all the time. Right. You know? Yep. I am flawed. Very much. Very much flawed. So anyway, what about you? So the question is, in what area of life are you immature? So I would say there are, there's a bit of immaturity in me in pretty much most areas of life. I, I would here um what what I can say is this. I, I feel very mature in the fitness, physical fitness area of life. Now, I still have uh, goals to hit and stuff like that. But when it comes to my dedication and commitment and motivation for working out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life, I would say that's an area where I exhibit great maturity and self-discipline. So that that's one area that I have under control. That's not what the question is. I know. <laughs> but the thing is, is in pretty much most every area, there are I'm more mature in all of the other areas than I have been in the past, Mm -hmm. but I still, I I would say I'm immature in that I see a ton of room for growth. I see, I'm immature in my parenting Um, at times. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like I act more like a kid than, than my kids uh, from time to time. Sometimes I feel like I'm parenting for kids instead of So. I, 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 I'm not as bad as I, I probably make it sound, but you're not, but there, there's certainly a ton of room for growth there for me personally. Um, <laughs> what I just dad, can I have 20 bucks? No. Why? <laughs> it's the running joke in our house. Yes. It's a, it's a running joke in our house. Yes. So, um, financially I'm, I'm still a bit immature. Now get, don't get me wrong. Financially, I I am a giant compared to where I was ten years ago. Right, hands down, um, and 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 very very. I would say I'm extremely responsible financially today, but still, in the overall scheme of things, I still feel like I'm I'm being a little bit immature. In that there are some things that I know financially that I should be doing, and we're not doing, and it. I'm not yet doing them. And that I believe that's going to be rectified by the end of this year. Right. Um, I don't regret my immature approach to finances up to this point because, well, we we've benefited financially in a lot of great windfalls, and I think we've enjoyed a lot of things that m- more mature people may have put off and delayed a little bit longer. So, I, um, for example, going on that trip to um, to to Europe for two weeks. There's no, 
there's no way I'm ever going to regret even, I'm not even going to consider any regret for making that decision. Was it a mature financial decision? Probably not. Uh, There were some more responsible and mature things that we could have and maybe should have done with that money. Don't should have on me. Exactly. So, and and then of course there there have been little things here and there. There's the the one thing I can tell you is that ever since I've left my insurance career, I've I've not p- contributed a penny towards a pension or a retirement fund for this for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing is I don't ever plan on retiring. I know. I, <laughs> but I know. but there are but thi- you, there it, are go ahead go ahead finish your thought. But there I'm are sorry. things that could happen to me that that could keep me from working and generating some income and so therefore to have that in place would be would be a valuable thing to have and an asset or a resource to have for us but and the thing is is um i i probably should have had college tuition saved for by this time um uh, for all of our kids that's that had of course uh, in in the recent most 5 to 10 recent years i've realized that i have pro- okay I've I've had a more a higher and higher and I will use the word disdain for higher education uh, unless there's an occupation that we know for a fact our kids are desperate to get into and it requires that piece of paper but um but thing things are happening now and and I I think what I what I've said to myself to kind of um justify my immaturity in that area is that each year something has been happening in our business that I see as a trend that I I have full faith will continue. And that is my income is only going up and up and up. And it's, there are significant increases in my income moving forward. And when it comes there, I'm at a place in my business today where I could generate in four weeks what some people might take an entire year to generate from their income. And, and so, or next, next year, potentially in one weekend. Right. So, um, I, I've just, but the thing is though, is I, I still know that there, are, I, I want to actually improve in one area in, in of maturity, actually several areas of maturity, but one is financially, I want to start putting away a, at least 10% minimum and I'd love to start putting a 25% of my income towards retirement um, moving forward and and hopefully implement that by the end of this year. Okay. Uh, another area of of immaturity is just um I, just overall I I'm I'm desperately looking to grow in the area of personal growth and and I and I don't think that I've I, I think I've grown personally uh, in in emotional health in fi- you know physical health but also in my approach to how I communicate all of those areas of my life I feel like I've 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 done pretty well but knowing what my v- what my vision of the future is I know that I am not today who I need to be to fulfill the vision of what I see myself accomplishing in the future. Does that make sense? I think so. I think so. Okay. If I followed you correctly, because my mind strayed for a bit. So very specifically, I see myself having an audience in the hundreds of thousands in the future where I have 
like stadium style events where you know 20,000, 30,000, maybe one day 50,000 people who come to an event that I host and and to be the source of of putting that together and changing people's lives in and I I I I feel like I feel like the foundation of the man that's that, that I need to be is there but I I believe there's a lot of building blocks. Gotcha. Does that yeah, make sense? It does. I, I think there's a lot more. I, I believe I need to be more polished in my professional speaking. I need to be more polished in how I think about public criticism, how I process that, um, there, growing a team of support around me to to help me accomplish things and delegate them effectively so that I'm not trying to carry all of the burden of pulling all that off. Those lots of areas I need to grow. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Alrighty. Um, and that is the final question. Uh, we still have, you still okay for 10 more minutes? Yep. All right. So I'm, I'm going to the random question generator here. Uh-oh. Do you, do you, do you have a preferred depth? Nope. That you want to go into? Nope. Just throw uh, something at me. Let's do a waist deep one here. Uh, so I am clicking the button. And how often do you second, second guess yourself and why? How often do you second guess yourself and why? Well, the why would be because you're not human if you don't. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'll answer and then see if it, something comes to you. Okay. So for me, whenever I am ready to make a big transition or a pivot from one thing to the next, I sometimes will say, oh, wow, this is exactly what I want to do next. And then when I start taking steps in that di- direction, I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I making a huge mistake? Am I going to be able to pull this off? Is this going to fail? And part of me, and I begin to second guess myself. Um, when I started doing these workshops, I've told this story a couple of times, even to the people who attended our workshops here. It's like, listen, th- I made a decision. I was going to do this, but I wasn't quite sure people would pay the amount that I was asking them to pay and would they get the value and would they come and travel to Cincinnati and all this other stuff. And then, um, you know, I, but I, when I made the decision, I was convinced that it was the right thing to do. But then I began to second guess myself. And so even coming up with the sales page, I, I, I was like frozen. I'm like, what am I doing? How am I going to sell this confidently? Because I'm second guessing myself. And so I turned to some friends of mine uh, for some pet talks. And and it's like, and it, it, I kind of like, oh, wow, yeah, I am fired up about this. I do believe this. And then I took steps and moved forward. And next thing you know, um, it, it's been proven to be successful. We've had, actually, we'll, we'll have 24 people who've gone through workshops at the end of November. So, um, that have paid mm-hmm. the, the price that I was asking. And so now that's a proven thing. So now I don't second guess that, but now we're going to a big, huge, you know, 300, 350 person event. And I'm not second guessing that one. Um, because I, I have enough confidence from the direction that I'm having. But occasionally when I take these big, huge steps, I will sometimes second guess myself right before it comes time to create a sales page or some or to create a marketing message for it. Okay. Okay. Now, do you have anything? Now, under those lines, I would say under those same lines, making big decisions that I don't. Okay. 
when I make a decision, I usually go with my gut and I stick with it. You do. And I admire that about you. And I admire that you hold me to it. I do. Because I've been telling you for two years, it was time to do something different. And you finally caught on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, that's not true. We've been talking about doing some of these things for going on five years. And, um, but no. Um, so like on a daily basis, I would say that I um, second guess myself in in small ways but I don't know if but then when I think about it I don't know if second guess is the right is the right um term to put to what I'm thinking but um but as far as like major decisions go um no I I I go with my gut I stick to I don't make rash decisions like I I will think on it mm-hmm. I will pray on it I and and then and then I a lot of times it's it's my first instinct and I go with my gut and I stick to it. Awesome. So I guess I don't second guess myself often. Cool. I don't. I think that's good for this week's episode. We covered a, a lot of, I think that was, that, those. That's random, a lot about us. Yeah. That, that was a, that was a lot of good stuff out of there. I, I felt value in just talking about those things. So I would imagine people who are listening probably got some value out of it as well. I hope so. Anyway, real quickly, uh, this... I only zoned out like once. This podcast has a brand new sponsor. Did I tell you that stuff? Um, I would assume that it is somehow related to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Ourselves. you didn't tell me that. This podcast has a new sponsor. It is the Free the Dream Conference. Free the Dream 2018. It is a conference that Stephanie and I are hosting for people who have lived the lifetime of an employee who have decided that, hey, I wonder if I can create the work that I most love to do in this world. Is there a way for me to create a career around doing the things that I'm best at, where I can be my own boss, where I can call the shots, make my own schedule, uh, and also spend all of the time that I spend working doing things that add value to other people's lives where I can contribute in a very deep way. Uh, And specifically for those who are already working towards uh, taking steps in this direction, but you find yourself second-guessing yourself, that was not an uh, an intentional tie-in, but uh, finding yourself second-guessing yourself, holding you back. uh, Have you ever, if you've been trying to create your own online business, have you ever found yourself doing something in your business that has generated a, a significant amount of money, more money than you ever dreamed it could, and then all of a sudden you find yourself after that kind of just coasting for a while and then not going and doing something to repeat that over and over again? Um, and wh- have you ever asked yourself, why is that? Well, uh, we're going to talk about in this conference uh, how basically our, our thermostat for our financial success is holding us back. It's putting a invisible glass ceiling over how much money we feel comfortable making or we feel worthy of making. And um, we're going to talk about how to remove that ceiling and to uh, view the opportunity for great wealth and abundance in your life as an opportunity to do ministry rather than in this world in an incredible way, rather than holding you back from ministry. Uh, and then also 
uh, limiting beliefs. You know, I can't do that. My, you know, there's no way I can leave this secure job that I have this, you know, I make this much money. There's no way I could, I've got health insurance and you know, that can't get that anywhere else. All, all these limiting beliefs, you know, some of them that you know that you have and, uh, some of them that you don't know that you have. Well, we're going to talk, focus on this conference, uh, helping you understand what limiting beliefs are, uh, which ones you have, and how to break free from them and replace them with empowering thoughts and beliefs. So that's going to be the Free the Dream conference in Franklin, Tennessee, on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, September 7th, 8th, and 9th, 2018. I'm going to give you a website address that you can go to, but there's no place for you to buy tickets yet because we are still waiting for the countersigned contracts. We've made our deposits with our event planner. We've made our deposit with the venue. We've signed the contracts and mailed them all to them. Uh, They should be receiving them. Actually, they should have them by now, and we should be receiving our countersigned contracts uh, very very soon. And if uh, you would like to be the first person to be, or among the first people to be notified as soon as tickets go on sale for this conference, head over to freethedream.live, not .com, freethedream.live. There's a place for you to enter your name and email address. And as soon as tickets go on sale, we will be in touch with you. All right. So... Sponsored by Free the Dream 2018. Very cool. All right. Anything else, Stephanie? Nope. All right. Well, without any further ado, we will say we wish you a blessed week and weekend. And and we will be back next week on Wednesday, right around 1 p.m. Eastern time on Facebook Live uh, over at facebook.com slash Cliff Ravenscraft. And uh, until next time, Stephanie and I both encourage you to live your life with purpose.